You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. We're going to recap BYU season opening victory over Cleveland State. Alex Barcelo, once again, the hero, one of the best players in the country. I mean that. We'll dig into more on that. We'll also talk about BYU football moving up in the college football playoff rankings. One spot to number 14. What does it mean for Kalani Sitake and company? We'll examine that. And, of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we typically do. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, McDonald's. Absolutely love having them on board. They've been bringing communities together since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, without further ado, though, let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 10th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Our goal here, my overarching goal, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans that I can make you. That way, you guys can always be the guy who's everybody's like, wow, why is he so knowledgeable about the Cougars? Well, your secret weapon is this podcast so thank you for making us your first listen of the day make sure you share this with your family and friends though i hope you guys are doing that and also make sure to leave us a rating and review especially if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, which the majority of you still do leave us a five-star rating as well as some comments what you like about the show and appreciate your guys's help in building the audience that we have here on locked on cougars getting going here on a wednesday and let's talk about byu basketball The men's basketball program opens their 2021-2022 campaign with a 69-59 victory over the Cleveland State Vikings. And the one thing I will say right off the top here is Alex Barcelo, folks, BYU is very lucky to have this young man. I don't know if the NBA ultimately will come calling for Alex Barcelo or if his career is going to take him overseas. I don't know what is going to play out in his future, but what I do know is this dude is an absolute killer. When you put him out on the court, you can guarantee he will be among the best, if not the best player on the court out there, and he was the best player on the court last night for BYU. Had a game-high 24 points. Funny enough, I remember watching the broadcast on BYU TV, and they were talking about midway through the second half, Alex Barcelo hasn't taken a field goal here. Well, the one thing we also know about Alex Barcelo, he's a closer. You give him the ball in crunch time, and he is going to lead you to the promised land. And promised land, I understand, national championship, maybe not so much, but he will get you wins. Alex Barcelo is one of the best additions that BYU basketball has had come into this program in the last handful of years. I mean that sincerely. The fact that Mark Pope was able to convince him to come to BYU from Arizona, rebuild this young man's confidence, unleash him, let him do his thing and lead this team. What a great 
player. What a great representative of the university that Alex Barcelo has become. And he leads BYU to a pretty solid win over Cleveland State. As I talked about on Tuesday's edition of the podcast, Cleveland State is the defending Horizon League champions. They brought back, I believe, four or five seniors who were part of that team and were their starters on that run that they made to the Horizon League championship and also playing in the NCAA tournament. So they have a pedigree of winning basketball games, and they gave BYU everything they could handle in this win. BYU, I think, has a lot to work on. I'm still concerned about the free throw shooting from everybody not named Alex Barcelo because he was money. And I know BYU shot. It was 22 of 27 from the free throw line, but Alex Barcelo was 13 of 13. The only other player to make all of his free throws was Trevin Nell, who made two of two. Spencer Johnson, who was BYU's only other scorer in double digits, and by the way, made huge plays down the stretch, winning plays, as I call them, with 13 points. He was three of four from the charity strive everybody else on the roster that attempted a free throw was one of two so BYU's free throw shooting got to continue other concerning number three-point shooting BYU is a team in this game five of 19 from beyond the arc 26.3 percent that is not going to get it done for BYU we all know that Mark Pope is a analytics coach he knows the three-pointers are in vogue and they are actually more advantageous than mid-range jumpers as a team, BYU shot 44.7% from the field overall, so which is not bad, but he will not be content with just a shade over 25% from beyond the arc. You can think back to just two seasons ago in Mark Pope's first year, BYU was one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. Alex Barcelo, statistically, is one of the best three-point shooters individually in the country and has been such since he joined the BYU basketball program. So... They need to figure things out. But I was talking with some folks going into the season that they said their major concern, or not major concern, one of the chief concerns that they had going into the season was BYU's inconsistency and the ability to shoot the three ball at a high clip. Well, through one game, I know it's a very small sample size, those fears are absolutely well-founded because 26.3%, that ain't going to get it done. You need to be shooting around 40% if you really want to be one of those teams that can make some noise when it comes to March. Obviously, that is a long ways off. We have a long season ahead of us, but it was a solid win for BYU. So congratulations to Mark Pope and company. You beat Cleveland State 69-59, and it's fun to see Alex Barcelo just do his thing because you, when you see him hoist that shot up, you're just like, okay, that bad boy's going down. And it's really fun to watch him do his thing. He only attempted two three-pointers in this game. I'm going to guess that the coaching staff is going to encourage him, hey, you need to shoot more. He, he really does need to shoot more because... Because his ability to impact games from beyond the arc, this is a guy, if I'm not mistaken, last year was at 45%. I'm looking this up as I do this uh, live on air. I know it's recorded. Bear with me. So his three-point percentage last year, actually even higher than I thought, 47.7%. In 2019-2020, he shot 48.6%. This dude hits nearly half of his three-point attempts when he hoists them up. So only two attempts in this game, that's not enough. Good to see him have four assists in this game. That's obviously good to see him distributing a little bit, but he is BYU's alpha. He is the leader. Uh, He is going to be, as Alex Barcelo goes, so will BYU 
Hugo this year, and that's kind of been that way for the past two years in some instances, especially last year. When you lost guys like Jake Toulson, TJ Haas, Yoli Childs, well, it was Alex Barcelo's team, and he got them to the NCAA tournament, albeit uh, being crashed out in the first round with that loss to UCLA was a disappointment, and that's part of the reason that Alex Barcelo came back to this program. He wanted to get BYU back to the NCAA tournament, and he wanted to get them past the first round. So, good shooting night for him overall. 5 of 6 from the field, 13 of 13 from the charity stripe. Those are all good numbers, but you want to see him shooting more, and especially shooting more from beyond the arc. Uh, BYU's other starters shooting from beyond the arc, Ofer. That's not good. Uh, Spencer Johnson, 2 of 3 from the three-point arc. Trevin Nell, 2 of 7. They're going to be guys that BYU is going to rely on off the bench to shoot the uh, three at a high clip. And the other thing I wanted to note before we move on to some BYU football notes is how about Fuseni Traore? Five points, eight rebounds, three blocks. He's only 6'6", but he weighs, what, 250 pounds? He is going to be an absolutely marvelous player by the time he's done in a BYU uniform, at least how it looks so far. He was really good in the exhibition that BYU had against uh, Colorado Christian. He was fantastic in the blue and white scrimmage, the intra-squad scrimmage that BYU had before the season started, and a great debut in the regular season for him. Those eight rebounds, absolutely monster. Three blocks. He filled in nicely for Richard Harward, and it's my sincere hope that Richard Harward is okay. I don't know much of what his status is going to be going forward, but it sounds like he could be out for some time time. Uh, the comment from Mark Pope to Greg Rebell in the pregame interview says he's got some cardiovascular issues, and that's a concern because big men, we, we know that the history of big men and cardiovascular issues, not a good combo. So it is my sincere prayer, hope, faith, whatever you want to term it, that he makes a full recovery and he's back on the court at some point. But even if he doesn't ever return to the court, and I know that I'm sounding fatalistic in a way on this, Richard Harward, he has been a great addition to the BYU basketball program, but I am hoping that we see him back out on the court relatively soon and he can get everything that he dealt with in that Colorado Christian game, which was a really scary situation. It looked like, to me, dehydration, but... Obviously, when there's cardiovascular issues at play, you are going to see a bunch of doctors. They're going to run tests on you because the last thing that BYU wants, the last thing that college basketball wants, is another Hank Gather situation where he collapses on the court and passes away. You cannot have that. So, good win for BYU overall. And the good news is, if you're looking to get some pizza, I know Papa John's is at 50% off a day after BYU wins. So, take advantage of that. And We'll see BYU gearing up to take on San Diego State Friday night at the Marriott Center. It's been a fun series in recent years. Obviously, going back to the Jimmer Fredette and Kawhi Leonard era, it's one of the legendary rivalries that BYU's had in hoops in the past couple of decades or past decade or so. So I'm looking forward to that game. And we have a pair of tickets to that game that we will be giving away. But you know what we're going to do? Since I didn't plan for this when I was recording this podcast, the giveaway, the details on that will be revealed on the Thursday show. So tomorrow's show, you'll find out how you can go about winning tickets to that matchup between BYU and San Diego State. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We'll let you know more of those details tomorrow. I probably should have planned that ahead of time, but you know what? I had a busy night. Jazz, 
Cougars. Had a lot of stuff going on on my plate, so my apologies for that. But the Thursday edition of the show, we will announce how you can win those tickets, and hopefully one or two of you will be headed to the Marriott Center Friday night to watch the Cougars and the Aztecs renew acquaintances. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll flip gears, talk some BYU football. The Cougars check in at number 14 in the newest college football playoff rankings, moving up one spot from number 15. What does it mean for BYU, and what does it mean for them moving forward? We'll dig into all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. They are a leader in college sports daily fantasy, whether it's football or basketball. They offer more of those props in the college sphere in daily fantasy than anybody else in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. Really, they do. And the best part is, how you enter this, you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers. I also like the fact that entries can be made, can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So get to prizepicks.com or download their award-winning app now to get started there. While you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You can get that right away by using the promo code locked on. Think of it this way. You put 100 bucks in, you're getting 200 bucks to play with on prizepicks.com. It's a great offer. Use the promo code locked on. And once again, don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use that promo code locked on for that bonus or go to your app store and download the app today. Prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy. This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by McDonald's, which has been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place just to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. If you're in my situation, a media member, McDonald's, that Wi-Fi is a lifesaver with posting audio, stories, all that stuff. It's a go-to, trust me. Win or lose, it's also a place where teammates competitors, the home team, or even the away team can go to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping to as well on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So guys, get to your McDonald's if you not have not been there recently. I'm a big fan, admittedly. I love McDonald's. I've liked it since I was a child. I've been to birthday parties. I've hung out there. The McDonald's on Center Street and State Street in Orem, Utah, was my hangout in high school. So, folks, get to your local McDonald's if you haven't been there in a minute and give it a shot once again. So head to your local McDonald's once again to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say a locked-on Cougars watch party? Yes, we are seriously going to work on that. I'd love nothing more than to hang out with some of you guys and watch a BYU game. We'll continue to try endeavor to get that done here but here's the best part of this jingle that i love to do i'm loving it Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. A lot still to get to ahead on today's show, but let's take a minute and talk about the college football playoff rankings. The second set of rankings released last night is BYU checks in up one spot from their 15th ranking last week after the win over Idaho State, checking in at number 14. And an interesting dynamic last night, and this extends out to the overall dynamic of how the college football playoff committee is going about their ratings, is is that we saw in the top six, uh, if you watched the release last night, they actually put Michigan, who had a head-to-head loss against Michigan State, in the sixth spot over the Spartans. Obviously, that drew all kinds of controversy, but the funny thing is, 
everywhere else in the poll, if you had a team that went head-to-head with somebody, they were ranked higher in terms of who won that contest between the two teams. So in BYU's example, Baylor is one spot in front of BYU after losing to TCU. So they gave Baylor the respect saying, okay, if we're going to put BYU in front of them, well, they'd have to really lose a second game. Well, it didn't work that way for Michigan and Michigan State, but hey, c'est la vie, I suppose. But I think the good news is BYU, you win a game, and obviously it's an FCS opponent, you continue to move up. That's all that BYU can count on at this point. They just got to take care of business, continue to push forward, and if, as long as they keep winning, they'll keep moving up in the national rankings. A very interesting dynamic has emerged, though, also with BYU's regular season finale Thanksgiving weekend against USC. The Trojans were scheduled to take on Cal this weekend, but Cal has had a litany of positive COVID tests and the rules where they are in the Bay Area there essentially say that there's positive tests. The contact tracing requires a 10-day quarantine, no matter if you've tested positive, if you're a contact trace, whatever. The terminology and all that still baffles me, and we're almost two years into this pandemic. But nonetheless, Cal and USC, that game has been postponed to December 4th. So USC is on a second bye this weekend, and they will still have a conference game to play after they face BYU. There was some thought out there, I think, by folks wondering, okay, what will USC's motivation be like when they face BYU Thanksgiving weekend? Will they have already mailed it in? Will they have just said, you know what, we're done with the season? Well, that very well still could be the case. But the fact of the matter is, just a different dynamic here with USC still playing a game after the BYU game. So I don't know how exactly that is ultimately going to affect the Cougars or affect the Trojans because who knows if they're playing for bowl eligibility at that point. Well, they've already turned down the opportunity to go play in a bowl game. There's a lot of questions to be answered in the coming days with regards to that. But BYU, I think the overall message that if you're Kalani Satake and you're preaching to your young men is just continue to focus on the task at hand. This week, it's to get healthy. That's the overarching goal for BYU this week. And guys like Neil Pau, Gunnar Romney, Harris Lachance, a whole litany of guys, Chaz Ayu, Isaiah Heron, Ammon Hanneman, there's a lot of guys who have been beat up in that 10-week run that BYU had before getting to this bye week. So they got to focus on getting healthy if at all possible. I highly doubt, and Kalani Satake said this, that you'll see Neil Pau against Georgia Southern, but hopefully you might see him return for that game against USC or maybe a bowl game. I do think that Neil is seriously considering his future, what he ultimately wants to do, and I would expect that he declares for the NFL draft. That's just my personal opinion on the matter. But we will see how they approach things with regards to guys going into that Georgia Southern game. If you're BYU, though, you focus on the win. Focus on winning. As long as you keep winning, you'll keep moving up in the national polls. This week on a bye week, if all hell breaks loose once again with regards to the college football playoff rankings, well, BYU very much could find themselves moving up another spot or two, just depending on what goes on around them. You can move up without playing a game. Let's be clear about that. But the one thing we saw with this is that Oklahoma did not play this past weekend and stayed at the number eight spot. Oklahoma doesn't have the same resume that I think BYU has in terms of uh, ranked wins, that type of stuff. So that probably also uh, helped factor into the fact that they did not move up from their eighth spot. But I think that BYU, if you're Kalani Sitake and the BYU coaching staff, you are just preaching to the team, 
go out there, win football games, and we will let bygones be bygones. Because if you move inside that top 12, you will therefore be eligible to play in a college football playoff game. And we all know that ESPN values BYU as a property. They know the eyeballs that BYU brings. They know the butts and seats that BYU brings to a bowl game. If ESPN finds it of value to them to have BYU playing potentially in a New Year's Six Bowl game or having to move some things to get BYU into a quote-unquote bigger bowl game, I believe that they will do it. Obviously, there are going to be some hard and fast rules that they can't get around, conference affiliation stuff, and some of the Power Five conferences I'm sure would make uh, a stink about BYU taking a slot away from one of their teams, but... I think the ESPN knows the brand value of BYU because they have an exclusive TV deal with the Cougars, but they also understand that BYU fans travel well. I know that there are a number of you traveling out to Georgia Southern. That might be the least uh, in terms of high-profile games that BYU will play on the road this year, but I'm expecting a huge BYU fan contingent there. BYU fans are nationwide and literally global, and I think that the ESPN aficionados, the head honchos over there at the Worldwide Leader, they understand the value that BYU brings. So keep winning. Keep taking care of your part of the bargain here if you're the BYU football program. And I think good things are going to play out. The funny thing is, I know that the Independence Bowl doesn't have the sizzle or the um, just the overall cachet of some of these other bowl games. But if you get to play a ranked UTSA team or if UTEP continues to absolutely play extremely well, there's also the rumor out there that they could play UTEP, a team from the Conference USA. You want the top teams from Conference USA as currently constituted because we all know that Conference USA is essentially going bye-bye. But I think that the the good news is BYU could actually be one of the more attractive bowl games with two ranked teams. If you have UTSA playing in that game, who might be undefeated at that point, against BYU, and they're both ranked, the only bad thing about playing in the Independence Bowl in that scenario, to me, is the fact that it's in Shreveport, Louisiana. That is literally the only downside to it, in my opinion. But I do think ESPN understands BYU's value. And as long as the Cougars keep taking care of business and winning games, I think they'll continue to move up in the national polls. And if they get inside that top 12, ultimately, there is an opportunity for them to potentially play, be playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game. And really, how cool would that be after going 11-1 and and being essentially aced out of playing in one of those bowl games and being relegated to the Boca Raton Bowl last year? How cool would it be to be in a quote-unquote reloading year or rebuilding year to play in a New Year's Six game? That'd be fantastic. Still a lot of things that need to happen for that ultimately to occur for the BYU football program, but the roadmap is there. The pathway is there. BYU has to do their part and keep winning football games. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's show with some notes on the women's basketball team. A big win for them as they open up their season yesterday afternoon. Also some notes on men's golf and a whole lot more. We'll get to all of it momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at All Guard Pest control absolutely love this company they do a great job if you need pest control services no matter what it might be residential or commercial they can take care of it they got the manpower the expertise and just the overall know-how to take care of you guys seth baird is the owner he's a huge byu fan he absolutely knows what he's doing and he would love nothing more than to take care of you guys i can attest to all this because they've taken care of my home for the better part of three years now i have thrown multiple things at them involving mice spiders i had a hornet problem Problem for a while there during the summer. I think a couple other things I've had. I've thrown all of them at Seth and his team. They've handled all of them with class, with dignity, and just overall expertise. And they haven't come back. 
that's the sign of a good company. It's a local company to boot based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. So if you need their services, reach out now. 801-851-1812. 801-851-1812. Or you can go learn more at their website, allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols with an S dot com. Or once again, that phone number 801-851-1812. Make sure to tell them the J Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. One final timeout on today's show to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. They are back and better than ever with a brand new web interface for the start of the hoop season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action you're looking for this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive that 50% welcome bonus from football to basketball to NHL, the boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends over at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Before we go here on this Wednesday edition of the show, let's break down everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Let's start off with the women's basketball program. They opened their season with an 81-58 to route of Lipscomb. Uh, that played out Tuesday afternoon, yesterday afternoon at the Marriott Center. The Cougars enjoyed a 32-point third quarter to blow things open. Shot 40.3% from the field. Really, really nice game. Absolutely crushing the Bison on the boards. 55-33 to advantage in rebounds. Uh, obviously, BYU why you had a size advantage in this game with Sarah Hampson and Lauren Gustin, and they used it to their advantage. Gustin, in her second year with BYU, had 13 points and 13 rebounds. Tegan Graham scored a BYU best 18 points in the victory. It's a really, really good start to BYU season. Fun to see them get out there. And Tegan Graham, by the way, she's kind of the unsung key cog in BYU's offensive machine. Paisley Harding, Shaley Gonzalez, they get the headlines. Lauren Gustin to a degree as well. But Tegan Graham has been a marvelous addition to this BYU roster and really fun to see her lead BYU in scoring in this one and the Cougars they will be back to host Fresno State Saturday afternoon 4 p.m. Mountain Time at the Marriott Center that game will be streamed live on BYUtv.org and also the BYU TV app if you want to watch the women's hoops team in action and I will continue to beat the drum saying if you guys like basketball and you're watching the men's team you need to watch the women's team this year they may be as good if not better than the BYU men's basketball team this year. They have been really really fun to watch, especially over the last couple of years. Shaley Gonzalez, uh, Tegan Graham, as I mentioned, Paisley Harding. Lauren Gustin just is an absolute animal on the on the board, just working on the interior. So, really, really fun to see them do their thing and hoping that they can make it to 2-0 against Fresno State on Saturday. I think Fresno State's actually the school that has the two uh, TikTok slash Instagram stars who signed NIL deals. They're, they're twins or some such. They have like a million plus followers and they sound like seven figure deals in the name image and likeness realm so something to pay attention to with Fresno State coming to town to take on the Cougars on Saturday now one other note for you guys before we go is the BYU men's golf program is playing in the St. Mary's Invitational that's taking place at Poppy Hills Golf Club Poppy Hills is actually out on the peninsula that I believe Pebble Beach is also
also on. And BYU's off to a pretty decent start. The final round of action plays out today. The Cougars finished round two in fifth place, up from seventh place after the first round at two under as a team. Uh, really nice day for them. They were four under on the day yesterday. So Cougars looking to chase down Nevada and San Francisco, who are just in front of them at three under par. Oregon and Stanford, though, way out in front. Uh, the Ducks at minus 12 and Stanford minus 19 for the tournament. So must be why you decide that every player on their uh, card is going to go for what eight nine under they're probably not going to win this tournament but there is a legit chance for BYU to finish potentially top three with a nice final round so best of luck to Bruce Brockbank and his squad as they go out there tomorrow at Poppy Hills and try and finish things off in a positive fashion all right that is going to do it for today's edition of the podcast a big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day would encourage you guys now to make locked on big 12 your second listen of the day get caught up on everything going on in the big 12 conference with Josh Neighbors in 30 minutes or less. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms just like this one. Also, make sure you follow this show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. Also, you can follow my work on Twitter. Jacob C. Hatch is my personal Twitter handle. And as always, feel free to reach out via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, that'll do it. A big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. As always, have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 10th, 2021. And we will catch you guys manana. Manana.